Welcome back to another episode of Practical Nutrition. I'm Alex. I'm Cassie. I'm Amanda. And I'm Maria. And today we have a very hot topic. Um, I'm sure you've heard of it. If you've been living under a rock, maybe not. But this is all over the news. Um, And we are talking about some new, and I'm going to say air quotes, weight loss medications today. Because not all of them are meant to be for weight loss. But we have Ozempic, Wagovi, and Manjaro are the ones that we're going to dive into today. And we have had tons and tons of questions about this. Uh, so we decided that it's time to kind of talk about it and we're going to be as objective about it as we can. We might sprinkle a little bit of opinion in there just, but based on research. Um, so what are the most popular quote unquote weight loss medications? And we're going to start with Ozempic and Ozempic is popular for weight loss, but it is not approved for weight loss. So it's only approved by the FDA for diabetes treatment and not to lower blood sugar. So you guys have all been talking about Ozempic and heard about it. And oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's interesting to kind of hear. And I, we've had clients that are on it too. Um, so hearing their perspective is interesting, but um, it is not approved by the FDA for weight loss, just for diabetes treatment. Um, but it's kind of coming around for weight loss. People are kind of using it for that, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Well, that's why it's making the news headlines uh, because For a while, and I don't know the current status, but it was difficult to keep in stock. Uh, I heard from local pharmacists that, I mean, this was many, many months ago when it first took off, that they just, it was crazy. They'd order a whole, I don't know how it comes in, but they'd order a bunch of it and it'd be gone by, you know, days, weeks. It's, I mean, then they were back ordering it again. Uh, and then there's the controversy over people using it for weight loss when it's meant for diabetics. You shouldn't be doing that. You're taking medicine away from people who need it to survive. So from the news side, that's, and we've done stories on, on that as well. Yeah. And I've seen it like on the today show, I've seen it local news. So I've definitely been reading about it and keeping up with it. And I, that's definitely true that it has, there's been a shortage. Yes. And that's hard too, because with diabetes, I mean, that's one of our country's biggest health concerns and, you know, people um, do have a hard time controlling their blood sugar. And so um, a lot of people who found this to be, you know, something that could really, really help them get started. um, And maybe they feel hopeless and can't really get started with the lifestyle changes um, that this might be a good jumpstart for them. We're having trouble. So, um, so yes, definitely that has been an issue that I've seen as well. Yes. Yeah. So once people realized that a side effect of Ozempic was weight loss, kind of its sibling, I'm calling it, was introduced and that's Wagovi. Um, And Wagovi is approved by the FDA for weight loss. And it's designed to assist in weight loss for those who have weight related comorbidities. So a couple different things, what would characterize you as somebody that could take Wagovi or be prescribed Wagovi. If you're eligible um, with a BMI of 27 or higher with at least one weight-related comorbidity, so like hypertension, diabetes, high cholesterol, or somebody that has a BMI of 30 or higher, regardless of weight-related conditions. So this is one that is approved by the FDA for weight loss, which I've not heard as much about Wagovi as Ozempic. I feel like Ozempic's everywhere, but... Yeah, I've never heard of Wagovi before reading this. Yeah, Wagovi is not is definitely not as common. I don't know if it's being prescribed or not. I haven't seen, I haven't seen anybody on it that I've known personally or had as a client, so... Yeah, and yeah. I can agree. I don't think I've heard as much about it. 
Yeah. yeah, it kind of reminds me of when, you know, they had the um, the eye medication, and I don't remember what it was exactly for, but then they they saw that it made your lashes grow long, you know? And so then all of a sudden there was a new product that um, <laughs> Latisse, or, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think it was originally for, um, I don't remember what, glaucoma or, or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, that, don't quote me on that. That is probably not what it was for, but it was something <laughs> eye-related. So oftentimes they find, you know, when they have a medication approved for something, they find that there's a, there are other benefits or things that might be good. So um, so we might be hearing a lot more about Wagovi. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll be interested to see if it, you know, picks up speed. Yeah, I've not really heard a ton too. about it. I haven't either. Yeah. So what do these two have in common? So I'm going to throw some words at you. So Wagovi and Ozempic, what these two meds have in common is that they're semaglutides. And semaglutide is a GLP-1, which is a glucagon-like peptide 1 agonist. So what it does is it mimics its effect in the body, GLP-1's effect in the body. So it works by increasing insulin release. So it lowers your blood sugar. Um, It delays gastric emptying. So it makes you feel full for longer, which reduces your appetite when food's in your body. So um, people that are taking this, you hear a lot about, well, I'm just not hungry. And that's kind of what this medication is doing is it's delaying gastric emptying. It's making you feel not as hungry. And it's kind of tricking your body into thinking that you're full. I've heard people say they felt sick, like almost nauseated. Are you hearing that? I've heard that too. And I think that is one of the side effects, you know, of it that people often feel and they don't feel very good. And then I think people do get used to it from what I've heard. And, you know, we may talk a little bit more about that later, but, um, but then they do increase the dose again. Like you kind of get used to it then they increase the dose and you have that. So I don't know how long all of that process takes. I don't know, but, um, but yes, the nausea kind of uneasy feeling, Mm -hmm. Um, I know some people have a hard time getting through workouts like the day after they take their dose, you know, things like that. Just um, but then it tends to get better as the week goes on, you know, so um, so that there definitely are some side effects that people may not appreciate. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, And then the GLP one receptor agonist has been shown to be helpful in type two diabetes treatment. Uh, So that's why Ozempic kind of became Ozempic is because it was so helpful with decreasing you know, people's uncontrolled diabetes, A1C, all that stuff. Um, so that's why, you know, it became so popular for that side. And then the side effect was weight loss. And then people started realizing that and started wanting it. Yeah. And if you, you know, if you are diabetic, you have these metabolic issues that makes it really, really hard for you to get results. And so, um, you know, so it is very, very challenging. And this is one of those little nuggets that is making it a little easier for people, which is why I think it's so popular, you know? Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. And then, you know, pharmaceutical companies have now taken this hormone that is naturally occurring in the body and put it into a drug or medication, which is now being used for weight loss. So that's kind of a little bit about semaglutide. And now we're going to move into Wegovian Ozempic's cousin, I like to say, Manjaro. (laughs) So (laughs) it is not a semaglutide. It is a Terz, oh gosh, I always botch this. We terzepatide. practiced this. Yeah, is that like, right? I think so. Yeah, we did practice good. before it the podcast, right. but I guess we needed more practice. <laughs> we did. I know we were all like terzepatide. <laughs> um, and the big difference difference is that it's a combo medication that acts on the GLP-1 receptor along with another receptor in the brain called, here we go, glucose-dependent insulinotropic polypeptide. So GIP. 
Okay, I'm not going to say that again. GLP-1 and GIP. Um, So those are both peptides that are released in the gut, and they have the same kind of effects that I was talking about earlier that GLP-1 has, Um, releasing insulin and slowing gastric emptying and all that kind of stuff, which, again, reduces appetite. So people, from what I've been reading, have seen more weight loss effects from Manjaro than from the other two. And I'm assuming it's because it's acting on two receptors versus... One. Yeah, it's like a double hitter. Yes, that compared makes to sense. just the one GLP. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's yeah. affecting two peptides. Right, exactly. Um, so, what are the results? So, the semiglutide, which is the Wagovi and Ozempic. So, studies show that participants lost an average of seven percent of their body weight in one year with one milligram per week. So, if you're doing that dosage, it's seven percent roughly. If you're doing a higher dosage, two point four milligrams weekly, then you can lose up to fifteen percent of your body weight. But everywhere it says when combined with diet and exercise as well. So very important to remember that we want to be sure that if you are taking this, that you're doing those things alongside of it. So that if you stop taking it, that you can either continue to maintain where you're at or continue to make those healthy lifestyle changes. Yes, because it's important for everyone to move. It's important for everyone to think about what they're eating. And so especially if you're doing something like this where you're not eating as much of a volume of food because you're not hungry, what you're eating is important um, because those nutrients are going to be, you know, less, you're going to get them less often. And so, um, so it isn't one of those where you can just do whatever, give yourself the shot and, um, expect for everything to go well. So we still want to make sure that you're thinking about moving and eating healthy. Like Oh, I was just going to say a medication, any medication that goes for these two is only going to function as well or make you feel as good as the environment that it's put into. So if you're making your body or its environment as healthy as you can through movement and getting lots of nutrition, then it's likely that that medication will work better and make you feel better too. Yes, that's a good point. Do you guys hear from people who are on any of these medications, and I don't know if you have people with these medications, that they lose, they feel tired because they're eating less? I'm just curious, is that... I've not seen um, tired as much as like not feeling as much enjoyment with food and like having that love of food as they did. But their energy level is the same? The same or better is what people say. But I've had different, I mean, do you guys have a different experience? I've I've only had a couple people say that. But they say they're eating just because they know like, oh, they should probably eat, not because they have like the hunger cue or anything. I have seen a couple people that are not not type 2 diabetes diabetic that have had some low like the like maybe they're a little low but I'm wondering if it's because they're not diabetic and taking a medication that does affect these things that maybe it's overshooting a little bit so I think there's probably some you know we don't know exactly how much each person should have you know and if someone metabolically um, doesn't have those issues and um, it's causing more insulin re- release that could potentially get your blood sugar a little bit too low, you know, mm-hmm. especially if you're not eating. Um, so I have had at least one person that has had some issues with energy, but they were not diabetic. Gotcha. So, um, but again, you know, it just probably depends on the person. Um, but I have, I definitely had people that have said they just don't really care about food um, anymore, which is, you know, I don't know. It's just one of those things that, okay, that maybe that's a good thing or a negative thing for you. I don't know, you know, so yeah. yeah. 
Well, it definitely decreases the appetite, which is what the medications are trying to do. So that's successful. I'm just surprised that you aren't seeing or hearing from as many people who yeah. don't have, I mean, if they work out on a regular right. basis, right. that they aren't noticing a change yeah. in their energy level if they're eating less. Well, yeah. one Unless thing, there's you something know, in the medicine. That yeah, one thing that I would say just with how b- the body works and if you're diabetic, you know, often your blood sugar's high because all of the energy basically is in your bloodstream right. instead of in your cells. And so if this is helping people's, People's sugar get from their bloodstream into their cells okay. where they can feel it. You I know? get that. I get that um, now. Then that may be the benefit that they're seeing. So even though they're eating less and not, you know, um, they feel like they're getting more fuel right. because it's more effective. You know, does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. Yeah, it does. and that's, sorry, I just didn't and understand. My like, diabetic that was yeah. taking it, so mm-hmm. that definitely makes sense as to why they maybe felt like, oh, I have. A lot more energy, it helps. you know. Yeah, yeah. 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 So kind of like Cassie said, I think that's it's working spot the way on. it's meant to work. Right? Yes, yeah. Insulin's letting the glucose in, giving you energy. Um, and then terzepatide on the flip side, we talked about semaglutide and those results. Um, and I know I mentioned that with Manjaro, which is a terzepatide, that people are seeing more results. Um, more than half uh, participants in one study show that they lost over twenty percent body weight. But again. When combined with diet and exercise. But wow, 20%. Yeah. I'm wondering too wow. if this yeah. is like what the effect would be on your muscle mass. Because this is saying body weight, not body fat percentage. Yeah. So I wonder if it can negatively impact your muscle mass because we wouldn't want that right. to happen. I, yeah. I, I haven't seen that with my clients that, that are on it um, that are diabetic. I have actually seen uh, maintenance or improvement in body composition nice. from my, I mean, again, this, that's not a research study. That would need to be done to see the real effect. But, um, you know, but just from, from what I've seen personally in my practice, I haven't seen any negatives on body composition. It's actually been positive. So interesting. And a lot of the research I've seen was just solely based off of body weight rather than like doing body composition. But I'd be interested to see more research that shows like yeah. body fat versus yes. lean weight, yeah. you know, what, yeah. what kind of difference was made. Cause mine's just anecdotal, <laughs> but, but, uh, you know, that's right. what I've but, seen. Yeah. So, but that's from yeah. experience. So yeah. yeah. Um, keeping your diet and exercise is very important if you are taking these medications. And if you guys didn't know, weight loss meds is not a new thing. Uh, I know, right? Um, I had to kind of do some research on this, and Cassie and Maria might know. Not not having to dig at your age. I'm just saying, you yeah, guys know, okay. might know a little bit more we, about it. We have more life experience. That's right. That's right. You know, That's right. Um, yes. our trainer Alex Smith always says that for you with more life experience. That's my favorite way <laughs> to it. say that we're all. You know, we're been here a little bit longer. You right. know, yeah. and it's, po- it's a positive way. It is a positive. We were talking about this in some of our other podcasts. So we have more life experience. So we have experienced more things. Yes. I love it. That's I, that's a great way to put it. Um, so first is amphetamines. So this is like 1950s. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so these stimulants were first given to soldiers during World War II to keep them alert. So side effect, appetite suppression. And as we know, America gets all excited about that whenever you see weight loss. Then it was bottled up and used as a drug. Um, but the adverse effects neurologically and physiologically, as well as some abuse of it, meaning people overusing it, mm-hmm. proved to be more significant than the value of the medication. So that kind of went by the wayside. And then we have ephedrine. 
Are you guys familiar with? Oh yeah, yes. That was a big deal. You know, I was born and when it came out, you know, in that time. But yes, it was in all the weight loss. Um, I don't even remember now what the they were called. You know, the names of them. Everybody took them though. Whenever I, I was probably remember. in my twenties, you know, um, the weight loss pills that had ephedra in them. Oh yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And this was like in the seventies. Um, and a physician, a Danish physician, used ephedrine and, and caffeine to treat asthma. And then, of course, weight loss happened mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people started getting their hands on it and using yeah. it. I know, like, it was popular, like, with models and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I took it I, I will, I, before I was a dietitian, you know. Oh, this, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Before I was a nutrition person because I did all the fads. Yeah. <laughs> so, what yeah. was your experience with it? Yeah. Was it, like... Oh, yeah. it were, I mean, it worked well, but yeah. it made me super jittery and anxious. Really? And, um, yeah, so... That sounds like a um, speed it effect. Was, yes. Isn't yeah, that what... It was. It increased yeah. your metabolism, but it was, like, some sort of... Um, I don't remember, but it was a pop, like I said, a very popular thing to do. And so you could just buy it at Walgreens or whatever. I can't remember. Uh, or CVS. I remember or, hearing about you know, it. But. but it was, yeah, it wasn't banned at the time. So it was just, it was just part of diet culture, which I was, you know, yeah. I was in before I was <laughs> a dietitian. I love, like, the, I love the stages of your life to become a dietitian. It's, it's awesome. I it's love it. It's her truth. Yeah. No, it's, it yeah. is her truth. It's and I, I think. Alive. I think it's great that you have both like sides, you know, both opinion, well, not opinions, but just like experience on both sides. So very cool. Um, And then again, adverse reactions happened cardiovascularly and neurologically. So the FDA said unsafe. We're not doing that. Um, and I will say there, it is still in products. It may just not tell you that it's in products. And so you just still have to be careful. Yeah. Um, we don't recommend really any weight loss supplements or things like that because often they're, um, they have stuff like ephedrine in and when, when they actually test them and they don't have to put anything on the label, um, if it's a supplement. So, so just, you know, that little disclaimer, um, pr- avoiding weight loss, kinds of supplements is what you definitely need to do. Yeah. <laughs> these will, will they actually say, have you seen ones that say, no, they won't bedroom? say it. It okay, just, if they do a third party test, then it's in there, okay. you know? So, and weight loss supplements or mass building supplements are two of the ones that are, um, often contaminated with banned substances, pharmaceuticals. Um, sometimes it actually has, um, prescription medications for weight loss in them that they don't tell you that's on the label. Yeah. I know it's a detour. So NSF, is that, what you need to look for yes. on the product? N- yes, NSF certified products. Um, also, um, I love Consumer Labs. That's a, um, you know, it's a nonprofit organization and they do third-party testing of products and you pay a subscription to that. Um, that one's also really, really good. So, yeah. Yeah, just definitely being careful about that, like Cassie said. Um, and then the last one, Oralistat. I'm sure everybody's heard of it. Oh, yeah. I've eaten that. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you, okay. I don't know if I want to know your side effects of that. <laughs> Did you have these side effects? I don't. Listening? I think I was too. I just. I remember like it was. You know, I just tried them because it was like again. It was like or I think there were Olean potato chips. It was. Yes. It was in a potato yes. chip. You know, yeah. They had that. really great commercials yeah. in the two thousands. I can yeah. still think back. Oh, they to were. That oh time. yeah, they were humorous. That was yeah, early in were. my career, so I didn't really have a, any enough to have a side effect. I just tried it because everyone was asking me about them. Yeah, you know? yeah. but to me the. Um, what what did they say on the label? Um, how did they how did they say the side effect? What did they use? Oh, the, I don't know. I don't was, know what they said. It was um, oily yes. discharge oh, or something. Like that. Yes, that was it. Something oh, like you're moving out fat people. <laughs> Why would you take that? 
That's tough. That's tough. Who is? <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. oh yeah. yikes. Yeah, because it was a fat blocker, you know, and yeah. your body blocks fat, quote unquote. Where is so it going to go? I think I just ate one and just prayed one. that nothing would happen, and I was okay. <laughs> I'm glad. Cassie's glad to report that she is okay. That's so funny. <laughs> nothing happened. Oh, so I think the question after kind of going over, I mean, we talked about the history of weight loss supplements, but I'm talking about like the first three that we talked about. Do we feel that these medications are warranted for some populations? I think in some situations, yes. You know, yeah. I, that's that's my professional opinion. I think um, everybody has their own journey. And like I said, I know um, just from being in this business for over 20 years, how frustrating it can be um, to get to a certain point where you feel good enough to do all of the healthy lifestyle changes, you know, um, and sometimes people's health risks are so high that they need to lose weight more quickly. Um, and with, you know, I always recommend eating healthy and moving, but this might help people get to that point sooner, faster, more efficiently, um, in a way that they feel is more manageable. And so, um, to me, that's a win, you know, my concern is, is always just, okay, you know, we know from the research studies that when people stop the medication, the weight comes back. You know, I don't know how much of their weight loss is, okay, if they get to a certain point and they've made all the lifestyle changes, how easy is it for this population um, if they were to stop to maintain that? That's just an unknown. Yeah, and that's, I, right. I tell people that. You know, we don't, I don't think any of us know. Right. What, what will happen, right. you know? So, so I would just hate for them to get to that point and then feel like they have to continue doing the medicine at that time when they've gotten to a healthy place with their body. Exactly. Yeah. And I think Cassie kind of summed it up for all of us. Would you agree? Yes. That's a very, we want to be open-minded with people because if someone comes to us and really wants to try something and it's FDA approved, then we don't want to turn them away and have them like do it without someone that cares about them, like having their best interests at heart, giving advice to them. So like if someone asked, we'd want to help them do it the right way. Yes. Yes. And making sure that we're doing the best we can to get all the nutrition outside of the medication, you know, the best we can. Yeah. So, yes. so you should never be afraid to bring something like that up to us or to your doctor because we have your best interests at heart. Yes. We want to help you do things. <laughs> yes. And, and I have told some clients that I don't think it's going to be worth it for them to do it. And I have told other clients that I think that that is a great option for them. You know, so again, it really just depends on the situation. Cassie, what would you say would discern for you telling someone that no, they wouldn't be a good candidate and like why? Yeah. And usually again, these are people I know pretty well. And, um, and it's, you know, just their, um, where they are in their journey, I would say, and what they are able to do at that time. So someone who's not, um, not diabetic metabolically, their body will work with them pretty well to, um, make the changes they have. Um, they're already, maybe they already have movement in their routine and it's just going to be okay. Being more consistent with their nutrition plan. And there's, something there that we know that they can work on and I know that's realistic for them to work on that's going to get them some progress then that that client I might um you know just not encourage them to do it so um, again everybody um, is up to them whether they do it I just give them my opinion but somebody who um you know is diabetic their hemoglobin a1c is high they're taking insulin they're you know um, they might have um, a long way to go they've just started their journey um, sometimes they can feel overwhelmed and that might be a client that um, that mentally I think would do better if they have a little bit more of 
help from something to get them at least over that first hump of the first six months of something, you know, that they're trying to do. So, but again, it really just depends a, a lot on the personality and where they are health wise and everybody's different, but, um, but it is something to think about, you know, so I don't, so I would just encourage you not to just go like, okay, I'm going to do this. Everybody's doing it, you know, so just really think about it. Think about the life you want to live, what you're, what you're doing, um, how long you want to take it, how much it costs, you know, all of those things. On the flip side of that, there are people who need medication, like you were saying, um, well, some to help them along to, for a positive start, but I, some who are being told by doctors, you need, to be, you need to lose this weight fast, you're high risk, but there's that stigma attached to being on medication or that there's something negative about it, that they're hesitant to um, do something like that, even though it's, it's you know, potentially a, a life or death situation. So I think that, you know, we hear a lot about this, these medications and there's, you know, oh, people get on them and it's, this, it's a very popular, almost trendy thing that people are talking about now. And they're seeing, you know, great success and weight loss. But then on the flip side, there are people who do need it and are hesitant because they feel that it looks bad um, and there's that they have to be on medication. Uh, So I just, and you were asking, when would you say yes or or no? And, And I think that, you know, you might have to actually encourage someone to talk to their doctor about, Hey, you might want to look at this. You might be in a situation where, you know, your health is, is seriously in jeopardy right now. I think what you said, like it's life or death for some people, you know, heart, a heart attack away, or you're going to lose an arm or a leg, you know, if your blood sugar's out out of control. Mm -hmm. So I think like you said, talking to your doctor and seeing if it would be a good option. And we're like Amanda said, we're definitely open-minded to whatever we feel like is going to be best for our clients, you know? Yeah. And I have actually suggested it to a few people, you know, that I think it would be a good option for. And, you know, really what you're talking about, there's so many things I think that people do judge other people for. And none of us are perfect at that. I think we've all judged other people in our lives, you know, but I think we can all work to um, towards empathy for people, you know, and not jumping to conclusions. Um, You know, we see people's, you know, journey and how hard they grow grind on things and how, you know, um, for these small little improvements and, you know, and so I think, uh, sometimes people assume a lot just from, you know, something someone's doing, um, with their body, you know, whether it's a supplement or a surgery or anything, you know? Um, so I would just say, you know, as, as humans that we can all work on being more empathetic with each other and supportive of each other, that everyone's journey is different, you know? Um, and unless they're hurting someone else, <laughs> then, um, you know, being supportive and not jumping to conclusions that they're taking the easy way or doing something that maybe you don't understand the why behind it. Yeah. Um, so as just something that we can all do to help that situation. It all goes back to being kind, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. I 100% agree with you guys. Um, so I think wrapping up, we talked about, you know, there are some populations that we do feel maybe would benefit from it. Um, but there are some concerns like side effects, nausea, vomiting, that kind of stuff. Um, how long you're supposed to use it. Some say use it for life. So do you want to use it for life? Something to think about. Um, it's expensive if your insurance doesn't cover it, up to $1,200 a month. Woo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it can be expensive. Um, lifestyle changes outside of it. So we talked about that. We want to be sure that we are making lifestyle changes along with that. Because um, if you get sick of it and you're like, I'm over this, then are we still making healthy choices outside of the medication? Um 
we talked last podcast about like beauty standards, um, the pressure to be thin. This is kind of amplifying that. So you just got to be careful with that. The metabolic effects like Cassie talked about, um, if you're not eating a lot, it can definitely affect your metabolism. Um, so that's something to think about as well. And then the rebound. Um, so research shows that one year with, you know, taking away the medication, some people gained two thirds of their weight back. Um, so it's definitely important. Like we've talked about this whole time, diet and exercise outside of that. Be sure that you're making healthy lifestyle choices and movement and moving along with, you know, this medication. Um, so medication can be helpful for some populations. However, we encourage you to explore an approach that is most realistic and sustainable for you. And we're here if you have any questions or have any concerns. If you enjoyed today's topic, go ahead and like this episode and add a comment below. If you have a topic request, comment that below too. If you've been listening to Practical Nutrition for a while now or are brand new to our channel, go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We are continuously trying to grow this platform to share all of the nutrition knowledge that we can, and those reviews can help us do that. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode, and we look forward to seeing you next time.